Welcome to True Mental Health. I'm Crystal Crawford. And I'm Dr. Janine Kraft. We're here to have unique conversations about what really creates mental wellness. After years, decades of seeking, seeking what could create more ease in life and trying every modality possible. Crystal and I crossed paths and realized we had similar missions. A mission to have conversations about what creates ease, what creates well-being, and what renders us truly functional. If you know something else is possible, maybe completely different than you've ever been taught, join us on a journey to uncover what creates true mental health. Hi, everybody. Here we are again. Here we are. Shocking. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're going to, we titled this episode Unpacking Feelings, as I'm sure you noticed. And uh, we're going to start somewhere with this. This is a uh, where nobody knows universe. (laughs) But I think... Okay, you go. No, I was going to say, when we pick a topic, I get that then all of a sudden we both go into a bit of a wow, that's a lot there. And we have to like process for a moment before we can even choose somewhere to start because we're so tapped into this universe of possibility with feelings. Yes. And in truth, there's this, this might be multi-episodes. So let's find out because the truth is that there is a lot going on that I think we oversimplify with calling it feelings and tell me your feelings. And so, okay, so let's start somewhere simple. I don't know if this will be simple. Feel your feelings. (laughs) That's where we should start. Okay. You've been doing a lot of posting about feelings too. Yeah. So it's up. Okay. So what does psychology say about feelings? Let's start there. Psychology psychology encourages folks to feel their feelings. And that I, I get largely stems from people being not present with what they're aware of or experiencing. So you know, like folks are generally coming from a space of whatever's coming up for them. They just squash it down and put it, sweep it under the carpet. We don't talk about it. We don't show any emotions. And so I get then there was this huge movement to encourage folks to feel your feelings, express your feelings. It's safe to feel your feelings, which then led folks to leaning in and really milking this icky state. And then we yeah. it just and then and then what it like gets it's all just ramped out, up out of and, control. No. <laughs> yeah, well, because then it turns into a mood that turns into yeah. a personality, and then we're depressed and we're anxious. Oh and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah, see what I mean? Twenty-two episodes later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so feel your feelings. I'm very very familiar with this. I I, I guess that I was probably like a teenager when this really hit strong because my mom, uh, my mom was young when she had me, she was 21. So when I was a teenager, she was in her thirties, just to give you guys some context. Cause like, for example, I'm 47 now and in my thirties, I too was really looking for me, you know, finding me and kind of establishing me. And that's where she was when I was a teenager was really wanting to uh, become her own person. So she started going to, um, she started just seeking and doing a lot of different things. And one of the things she sought was therapy. And so, but she was also going like to codependence anonymous meetings because her marriage was really, really hard. And so she was looking for help with that. And so there was a lot of information out at that time, exactly like you said about 
about not being suppressed anymore. And if we look at the time frame in history, at least in the United States, it was the 80s. So, I mean, it wasn't the 50s anymore and it wasn't the 60s and it wasn't the 70s, but we were kind of on this, you know, female trajectory too of like living our power and not being under the thumb of men anymore. So there was this kind of we're hitting the tail end of women. I don't know if there ever was an end of women's lip, but, you know, there was a lot of that going on. So I get that what was happening was like no more suppression. We're going to be ourselves and we're allowed to exist. And, and this is what's true for me. And I'm going to now assert it instead of hide it. And I, I think very similar to what you said, what occurred was this like tipping over into abusing people with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that's where we're seeing a lot online where then people are so in their feelings, like everything yeah. is offensive yeah. and you need yeah. to say it just the right way or I'm triggered. All right. And so people are just so, well, this is my feeling. I feel this way. I'm honoring it. I'm stepping into it. So now you must change. Whoa. Exactly. This is my truth. Therefore, you must change is essentially what we're doing. Yeah. So let me pull us. So let's pin that for a second and let's like dive over into this other universe of access consciousness just for a moment, which is what Gary says, which really confronted me when he first said it, which is that feelings are a way to control people. Now, I was coming out of the first time I heard that. I was like, what? Yeah, what he bas- and, and there's a little more to it, um, only a little bit more though. It's like, he basically asked us like, well, I want you to look at what the purpose of feelings is. Why would somebody do feelings? And one of the things I've always really appreciated about access consciousness as a body of work is that it has you start to look at things for what they are. Not what you've decided they are, not what people have made it mean, because all of those are based on an opinion, which is actually a judgment. So you have to determine something is so in order for it to be so. But there is also just what it is. There's just, what is it? Like, I guess we could determine the color green to be blue, but then there's just what it is, which really actually has no definition, no green nor blue. It's just this hue that sort of has this energy that we communicate as green. So, yeah. so he has us really look at things for what they are instead of what we've determined them to be and the purpose of them. And so he has, or determined them to be. So what do, what do people do feelings for? He's like, is it this? Is it this? Is it to control? And what was interesting about control is when I really looked at it objectively for a second, when I do feelings, when anybody else in my family did feelings, it was always to control. It was to control the situation. It was to control the other person to see my or their point of view. It was to control different behavior. So I had to really kind of go on a self-observing journey with this because it was so ingrained in my world from growing up with my mom, you know, feel your feelings, ask you for your needs to be met. You know, this is the yeah. functional way to be except it never really did work. I have to be honest with you. Like we didn't have functional relationships. Nothing ever really worked that well. So I'm coming out of a a feelings culture with it not working that well, very unhappy, very miserable into an access consciousness culture where it's kind of the shock of cold water of like, guess what feelings are for? And I'm like, what? But then looking at it going, holy fuck, that's true. Yeah. Well, we took this like big swing from folks going from feelings are wrong, hide your feelings to feelings are right. 
Feelings are yes, right. Which is so the only right. thing you can so, do with right and wrong. You can only swing. Yes. Yeah. And so then uh, people are dwelling in this universe of rightness with their feelings, which then prolongs it, exacerbates it, magnifies it. Well, it keeps all these stuck. things. Yeah. And so when with the neutral, like coming from it from a more neutral place or out of right and wrongness and just seeing what the functionality of feelings is, is it? like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's not it at all. It's something totally different, especially if it technically, as science says, that it's really only 90 seconds of a sensation. And then we completely solidify it with a story of whatever we decide it means, then we can essentially choose whatever we want it to mean and empower it, well, ourselves. Well, we do way. choose what it means. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm, the bad guy. I'm always going to be the bad guy in this show, you guys. You guys could crucify me. That's fine. But Okay, so then let's, so we've got psychology, then we've got the cold water splash of what access consciousness asks us to look at. And then we've got like this other piece of information that I also learned from access, which was that there's lower harmonics of being, which are feelings and thoughts and emotions and sex and no sex, which is, we could probably do a whole show on that's receiving in this reality. And then there's the higher harmonics of being, which are being, knowing, perceiving and receiving. Now, when I, again, when I first heard this information, this felt very like I was in school and it just kind of went over my head. I didn't, but the lower harmonic of perceiving. So we actually perceive things, but then we turn them into feelings in order to understand them and try to make sense of them. And one of the things that I was introduced to was like, what if what you're perceiving doesn't make sense? It's just what you're perceiving. I'm like, uh, if it doesn't make sense, then nothing makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, right, so if we're aware of infinite amount of possibilities and energies, then like, is it even realistic to think that we could always know exactly what we're perceiving, where it's coming from, who it's coming from? No, it's just like, we're aware. Yeah. That, that is so groundless to me coming from this reality of needing to figure things out yeah. and get the right answer right that's completely what we're taught so it's to be in this space of well, i'm just aware of something like what no tell me what it is what is it what does it mean where is it coming from what does it mean what does it mean what does it mean here's a here's a just a rabbit trail on this like sadness is an insanity let that one sink in I was like, what? Now partner that with bodies, bodies, mm -hmm. we have one, yeah. feel and beings sense. So it's like, there's also this real galump that we've done because we're not looking at what is it? We're, we're generally not looking at what is it? We're kind of always looking at what does this mean? Oh my God, somebody dot, 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 that means something. So we're kind of always taking ourselves out of what is it? So like if a body needs to change an energy, it thunderstorms, like it, or cries or bodies yeah. feel things, bodies feel, but then they're over. And that's how, you know, you're having a body moment is like, it feels something, it releases the energy, and then it's over it. Because it doesn't hold on. Bodies are like puppies or horses. They don't hold on yeah. to stories. Yeah, well, like they, the earth, right? The, like, like the earth. Volcanoes and storms totally. and all sorts of things. They're yeah. natural. Bodies are natural. That's probably an easier way to talk about it, right? Like the earth, exactly. So if a, a feeling persists, then the being is doing something with that. And, this, mm -hmm. and I, can, I can look at my own world and find myself doing this kind of constantly. Mm-hmm. 
I'll be looping in something in my being and then my body will cry. And now I know the difference because I've been really teaching myself and learning about me and how it works. And so then I have to ask myself a different question of like, what's the value of holding on to this story? Like, what is this? And that's where the tools come into play and like start to unravel what I'm doing as a feeling instead of what my body could be doing, which is just letting it go and moving on. So there's this other thing of like perceiving something, solidifying it as a feeling and a story yeah, and then looping in it, which I, I see happen all the time too. So there's kind of like a whole education needed on feelings that I don't really see happening much. Oh yeah, exactly. It's just like, whatever you feel is valid. That's the yeah. other key thing. Your yeah. feelings are valid. Your feelings are always right. And again, it's coming from this place of judgment that just ultimately sticks people and doesn't open up to other possibilities. And for me, it's like, I'll know that I'm looping into the story is when the it's not I can't just allow my body to cry. Now I got to like, cry for an hour or like <laughs> lean into it longer. Or maybe it's a couple days I'm in a funk right now. I know yeah. I'm attached to some sort of story versus yeah. when it's like, oh, a wave of sadness or tears comes over me. And it's just like, okay, that's just it is what it is. When I'm from that place, then it can yeah. move so much faster. Now, what I see, there's a lot of people that have gotten this information. Like when I first got this information and I was like, oh, I'm looping in a story. I would be pretty unkind to myself about that. I would be like, oh, it's just mm -hmm. a story. And then I would judge myself for being in a story. And then, of course, then it can't change from uh, that point yeah. of view either. <laughs> yeah. So you can't change it when you're looping in it and you don't know. And you also yeah. can't change it when you're judging yourself for looping in it. And so the thing that I've learned over time with this information is to just care for me, no matter what's occurring. Like it's really have it, but, but what the, where the freedom is, is having the information period of like, Oh, I'm totally like in this story right now. Okay, cool. I'll choose something else when I choose it. Yeah. Instead of trying to beat myself out of not being in a story, which I see a lot of other people do too. Like, well, feelings are wrong. Feelings aren't wrong. They're just what they are. They're just what you're doing. It's just what you're attempting to change by doing feelings. It's just, it's just what it is. And so I want to introduce more into the world the caring for yourself, no matter what you're choosing, the information for what you're choosing, and then the caring for yourself while you're choosing what you're choosing. Because that's really, you know, it's not right or wrong. It's just what we're choosing. And I wonder what it would take to to live more there with ourselves, you know, instead of making ourselves right or wrong for either one of them. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's such a relief. And I mean, my body just wants to exhale when you're yeah. speaking about it that way. So certainly it's encouraging our nervous systems to relax, to just be in the space it's of okay. this isn't right or wrong. It's okay. Okay. So I'm like getting that, you know, it starts to get really uncomfortable, right? When we're in this space, yeah. it's like, we learn all this information. We know something else is possible. I don't want to be stuck in the story. And now I'm uncomfortable in the scenario. What yeah. tool do you use to kind of facilitate yourself in either, I want to say like tolerating the discomfort or reframing how you look at it? Well, I don't, I've gotten to the place now where I don't have to tolerate myself anymore. I actually, I care a lot about me. So I, I think that's a, I think that could be its own process. Sure. That's taken me almost 10 years. Yeah. So, yeah. but it's like, okay, so this morning, so I had a moment where I read something, I, a whole universe of energy came up for me. I have definite opinions on things. There's a lot of stuff. 
And what came, the energy that came up dominantly was sadness. I actually felt pretty sad this morning. Now, so I have all this information in my world. I know things now. You know, I've been educated on this stuff. I have cognitive information, right? I know sadness is an insanity. So one of the things I, I ask myself when I have this information is like, is am I sad, for example, or am I aware of insanity? And that starts to help the energy dissipate because here's the thing about asking yourself questions like this is once you hit, once you acknowledge the thing that's true, which was what I mean by when you hit the thing that's true, the energy goes, you're no longer stuck in it. Because if it's sad and it's just sad and there's nothing to be done about it, that kind of continues to be sad. It's like, oof. But if it's an insanity, there's so, there's a lightness that occurs there. It's like, this is just an insanity. Oh. So I follow it with more questions. What do I know about insanity? Can I change insanity? Yes or no? Well, no. Can I allow it? Yeah, okay. Can I acknowledge it? Yeah. Can I create a different reality than this? Yeah. And so I know those are kind of, and for those of you guys listening, I mean, I'd encourage you to even write those questions down because taking my, myself through that process has taken a lot of years to kind of learn. But one of the things I'm learning about insanities, which most of the time when I'm doing a feeling, I'm doing insanity, or if I'm perceiving a thing and then it turns into a feeling, I'm perceiving insanity. What I've learned about insanity is I can't change it. I can, however, allow it, acknowledge it, and create a different reality. And that, for me, is this really gentle motivator for yeah. being more of me, what I know is possible in the world. And that's that's really my latest process. Yeah, well, and it's like what you're saying about kind of when you hit what's true, how the energy dissipates. And, I mean, that's exactly it. It's like when I fell into access, it was just like, energy just kept dissipating. I think this is why people just kind of come into it and keep having their minds blown because it's like something else is possible here. And even when I was looking at the toleration piece, I was like, it's not it's not quite that. That's like the verbiage I have for it. But when you said allow, I was like, I just felt it again. It was like, you know, based on when you hit it and energetically, it was just like allowance for it because I was getting that the tolerate was almost still coming from that point of view of right and wrongness. Like this is wrong. I shouldn't be experiencing this. So I need to just tolerate it. Just cope with it. Cope, I mean, this uh, is coping, coping, tolerating coping, is coping mechanisms. I mean, yeah. it's the whole psychology yeah. universe. Yeah. 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 Allowance is a really different universe. And we, I, I, I love, I love talking about this piece because tolerating and accepting are in this universe and allowance mm -hmm. is in this other universe. And tolerating and accepting is basically like if you were an item in a rushing stream, tolerating and accepting would be like you're a door in a rushing stream and things are just like hitting you. And yeah. you just have to like tense up and contract and survive it, basically like batten down the hatches. But allowance is where you're the rock in the stream and everything just like flows around you. It's like you perceive it, you know it, you per perceive it, you see it, and it just flows around you. It doesn't bash up against you. You're just like, mm -hmm. and so it takes practice, this allowance, but the, the biggest person we really don't have a lot of allowance for is ourselves, you know? Yeah. And what I'm discovering is 
in the moments where I'm not in allowance of myself, which is usually where I'm judging myself and then getting really hard, crusty on the outside and bashing other people. It's always where I'm judging myself. Um, (laughs) In those moments, if I can really go, okay, what's my judgment of me here? And like, let that go. That's where I can start to find more allowance for me. So, you know, allowance is always found when you can ask yourself what you're judging yourself for and then go, okay, well, I'm just not going to do that anymore. I'm going to actually just be me right here in this moment, knowing that I'll make a different choice when I do. So that's, yeah, there's a lot of different pathways to allowance, but that's the difference. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think you make a really uh, interesting point regarding it usually stemming from us judging ourselves. I kind of get maybe like 100% of the time. (laughs) Like, right, everything that is coming out of us or if we're in doing some sort of insanity or frustration or whatnot, it's coming from some sort of judgment internally first and then just projected outward onto whatever posing person. (laughs) You're the one making me mad. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Or or we've become aware of judgment. And this is something else I don't hear talked about a lot is like how aware we are. Like this thing of this morning when I was feeling sad, there was this sort of grieving for something lost, I guess. But when I really, really started to look at it, I'm like, how much insanity? If I ask myself the question, how much insanity am I aware of? Which is judgment. Judgment is insanity. Because judgment doesn't work. It keeps you polarized. It's just insane. It like doesn't function. It destroys. It's like literally insane. But we keep doing it as if it's going to work at some point. No, if we're judging this positively and judging this negatively, then we're right. But then all of that keeps us non-functional. So it's insane. So it's like this morning with the sadness, like, okay, I'm aware of insanity. How much? Am I aware? And, you know, when I look at how I grew up, like I described myself throughout my teenage years and my twenties as a sad person. I just thought I was a sad person. Mm -hmm. I was sad all the time. I cried all the time. And then I I got to access consciousness and they asked me, well, how aware are you? And and of course, at first I'm like, I have no idea. (laughs) But then what I started to discover is, oh, I can perceive a pin dropping 8 million miles in that direction. Like I'm so aware that I pick up on everything around me. So when anybody's doing judgment, I know it. I know it instantly. It's heavy. It's dense. I feel things like anxiety, but it's not anxiety. It's awareness. I feel fear, but it's not fear. It's awareness. Um, And so it turned out everything I was feeling was awareness of judgment. And so without working that information into my system and really training myself that, oh, my God, I'm I'm furious, right? I'm furious. Okay, are you furious or are you aware? Oh. Yeah, aware. What are you aware of? Without taking myself through that conversation, I just was a raging lunatic of feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're identifying with it as what psychology teaches, identify your feelings. I am feeling this or I am this or whatever, right? It really just totally solidifies it. Like, yes, yes, I am. I am a sad person. This is mad and this is why. Forevermore. And and this is what you you need to do. This it can't be anything else. There is no other possibility yeah. yet. And it always followed, like if when I was in therapy, we would my family members and I would go into therapy together and it would always follow, well, you did this, and because yeah. of that, I felt this, and what I need from you is this. I can't tell you how many times I was sitting in front of a person that was saying that to me, how raging I was inside of like, but I didn't do that. And you 
So it never got us anywhere. It was just like, this is my truth and you need to change. And well, this is my truth and you need to change. And so we were always like this. The only thing that's created something functional is going, I feel something and then not taking it into the ring going, okay, what am I aware of here? And is anything required? And I'm getting vulnerable. It's like, hey, I picked up on this. I don't know if this is just crazy or like, can you help me with this? Can you help me look at this? It's a totally different pathway. It's a totally different pathway. But that has led, like Andres and I were really struggling with this. And that's actually led us to, a, we're really thriving now, starting to, after about two and a half years of starting to find a different possibility because both of us are now starting to go, wait a minute, we're aware. Yeah. What are we aware of? Oh, yeah. It's like night and day. Same with um, my husband and I were before yeah. it was the like universe of like, I'm feeling this and you need to change that. And uh, we thought we were really good communicators, you know, and then <laughs> but now it's it's totally different in the space of, wow, I'm aware that this is happening. I'm choosing this. What's going on for you and, and vice versa. And then it's just it's so much easier to look at what is happening because there's yeah. space from it, from not overly identifying with I am this, I am that. It's just like, you did this to me. This is what I'm choosing. Yeah, no, none of that. It's just like, I get what you're choosing. Like I see it and it's like, it's not about, it's not about that. It's not, you did this to me. It's like, I'm aware of what you're choosing, aware of what I'm choosing, what this is all creating. Is this what we want to keep choosing? You know? Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. So it really, like, it really opens up actually creative possibilities, like where before that yeah. there are none. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't even know if there's a neat little bow to wrap this in. It's just like, man, where do we even more episodes? <laughs> I guess like the first, I mean, a starting point for any of this with, with access consciousness anyway, is, is really like, interesting point of view. I have this point of view for any intensity because when I first started with all of this, it wasn't even, I couldn't, I couldn't not do feelings. I was so trained and I was so good at it. And it was such an ingrained part of the way that I functioned. So I had to just start somewhere. I had to start with like interesting point of view. I have this point of view, which started to unravel all the intensities because I was, I was a walking, talking intensity. And is this even mine? You know, I had to start really wondering, like, okay, so I'm in this, I'm feeling this, I want to rage at somebody or whatever, or cry or die. You know, is this even mine? Yeah. So for me, that was like lifelines. And it, for those of you guys watching, you can go to yourtruementalhealth.com and you can get a free download and it'll take you to a whole packet of tools from me and a whole packet of tools from Janine. But like, what are your, what are your lifelines now for... Restoring sanity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, and I, I really just seeking to be in a place of, okay, if this feeling wasn't right or wrong here, what would I choose? Yeah. What am I aware of? I mean, I think that is just the key to dissipate it all. And what yeah. could I choose to be in total allowance of what I'm experiencing right now? Because if we can just start to facilitate ourselves from letting go of needing to hold on to being right, right with the feeling, right with whatever I'm choosing, it'll just soften the nervous system, which will ultimately give you more ease. Yeah. And, and I know that what we're really talking about are these elements of intimacy with yourself. And, and I think yeah. one of the things we've really cut ourselves off of, off from in an attempt to be intimate, I think we've cut ourselves off from true intimacy with ourselves, which is that mm. vulnerability. 
and gratitude and trusting ourselves and honoring ourselves and other when you can do that for yourself you can be that for other people um and then allowance for ourselves you know in in this attempt to be heard and be seen and be validated and, and not suppress it's like we've lost true intimacy with with us and so what i see you and i talking about is there is the restoration of that it, through all of these different means methods and modalities like what if we could restore true intimacy with ourselves of like what is your true capacity is it to be a feeling being or something else what is your true ability what is really going on for you how brilliant are you with how much do you perceive you know what what's really true about you they have never yet discovered that's gotten covered over with with feelings We'll see you guys next Episode time. Episode two. <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a request. If you found benefit from today's episode, we'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, leave us a review, or share it with someone you know would benefit. Until next time.